Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. You gave me a look. Did I? No, I didn't give you a look. You were like, is well, that my name now? No, no. It's because um, I was. I'm so used to you saying lukewarm Luke Owen that I was thrown off by you just saying my name. Also, because there's a flickering light up there, That's I was going to mo- get annoying. I was momentarily distracted. Do you so? What do you want your name to be? Do you want D- to be Luke Owen D A D? You don't want to be lukewarm, Luke no, Owen D A D. I haven't worn the jacket in so long, like the vest top. Do you want to be the good father? You know, like how <laughs> oh, Alistair Black was the dark father. Oh no, just the good father from Right to Censor. Ah yes, the good <laughs> father, Luke Owen D A D. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I was, was going to ask you. You're in the drop zone. Mm. Yes, we are max three weeks away from uh, oh, wow. Little Owen getting here. This morning, I was nearly late for our morning meeting. You got here before me, though. I did. <laughs> well, I thought I was going to be late for my morning meeting because I had to go to John Lewis mm. to um, not like get assistance on getting the car seat installed in the car. It's because the car seat that we've bought has been tested in multiple Suzuki Swifts, mm-hmm. just not my specific make of Suzuki Swift. What, the Ford version of the Suzuki? What do you no, mean? Because like, you know, like Suzuki Swift, you might have like Suzuki Swift Sport, Suzuki oh, yeah. Swift Diddly D. Because, because for people who don't know, Luke has the FR Sport version. I think mine is which, the Sport. Which has the little neon rim around the bottom. I'm pretty sure the, mine uh, is the, the Swift Sport. Whatever it is. entire boot is a subwoofer. Yeah, I mean, it's not big enough to be a subwoofer. Actually, if I put a subwoofer in, that would be the entirety of my boots. You're going to need to drop the sick sound system <laughs> in your car. And all the lights in it, yeah. the dashboard, the way it lights up. Distracting for the little one. Although actually, mm. you know, little ones respond well to colour and stuff. So actually what I'm doing is I am uh, encouraging its, uh, its senses and all that sort of stuff. But you know another thing about becoming a dad mm. and driving. Oh, you cannot have that back light on, kids. <laughs> I can't see the road. 
So you don't want you don't want to give them the option. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I mean, me and um, my <laughs> wife have had the chat about music in the car. Yeah, and about like Baby what, Shark. Yeah, about what music is appropriate and what's not appropriate music. Because I listen to a lot of like you know metal. Right? Yeah. So I can just do a lot of Slayer, a lot of WAP, a lot of Corn. Well, actually, that's more my wife. My wife is listening to a lot of like WAP and. Uh, I don't know other songs. My my wife likes a lot of songs about sex, mm. um, and the sort of artists that she listens to do a lot of songs about sex, which I think is quite crude. Yeah, but yes. However, Slayer singing songs about death and stuff is cool. It's different, completely different. But we do need to basically create a baby-friendly playlist mm. that it finds the balance between the songs that I like and the songs that she likes, but isn't all like boning. Or dying, but surely for the first year, two years, that's not gonna. It's impressionable. Go in. It's impressionable, it? Davis. Sure? Hey, so my child, we have. Uh, I've I've done tests with this. Responds to me singing a specific song. What song is it? It is the song from the start of My Neighbor Totoro. Hey, Totoro, let's go. Totoro. Hey, let's go. I'm as happy as can be. Let's go walking, you and me. Ready, set, hey, let's go. I sing that to uh, to the bump,、mm. and it always kicks whenever I do it. Stop! <laughs> This is torture in here. Sing the other track from Totoro. When I was walking up the road yesterday near my house,、uh, lovely bank holiday,、mm. quiet、oh. Monday afternoon. After you finished work. Yes. <laughs> A car drove up and parked in the middle of the street that connects onto mine. With the music on full blast, and the lyrics were "sit on my dick." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the sort of thing I can't have on in the car. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the sort of thing anyone should have on so loudly、mm. that other people do not have a choice whether they listen to it or not. I recently,、uh, when I was driving into work. Um, we we work in a pretty cool area. Oh yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, v- it's very cool, very hip.、Um, gentrified, I believe, is the word that a lot of people would use to describe Hackneywick. When I hear gentrified, I think Nando's. Oh yeah, this is hip. Like this is more hipsterified. Hipster. It's very hipster around here. There's、yeah. no, there's none of your high street. Gentrified things like a Nando's or well, a I mean, or a Woolworths. I'm only assuming it is、um, a gentrified thing because one the the、uh, restaurants or the little cafe down the end of the road has got like a picture. At least it used to have two years ago when we first moved here that said "Stop the gentrification of Hackney Wick." I think that was ironic because <laughs> sure, they know they're a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so stop all the gentrification! What they mean is, no, we can charge coffee at three pound fifty a cup here. We can't have all the other places doing that too. Yeah, well, we have self-interest. A, there is a Sainsbury's now, so maybe that is like the start. Like, that's the, the downfall. End of me, I tell you. <laughs> all of the, all of the crisps. I've eaten so many Yorkies because every time you go to the shop and say, "Do you want anything?" I'm like, "Oh purple yeah,、Yorkie. purple Yorkie, please."、Uh, anyway, so the point I was making,、mm. so I'm driving into work, and I towards the end of my journey, I like switch off a podcast and put on a playlist. Whether that be to my, psych you up, yeah, just get myself ready for work, make sure I don't fall asleep in the car, that sort of thing,、um, you know, and that'll be like either my new metal classics playlist、mm. that I have curated. Or like、um, all my favorite Slayer songs, or my favorite Faith No More songs, or my favorite Primus songs. This and the other. I've got players for all my favorite bands. And I was listening to my Slayer one 
and I had my windows down because it was quite a warm day and I had my music quite loud because I'm cool. And all of a sudden I'm just listening to slaves. I'm coming around this very cool hipster area and I suddenly thought, oh no, I'm not cool. And what I'm doing now isn't cool. So I turned the volume down real low just so only I could hear it. Well, yeah, good. Yeah. It's what you should do in that situation. Because I suddenly realised what, what I'm actually being is a nuisance mm. to people. And there are people, people live around here. People live around here. People work around here. They don't need to hear my crap music being played really, really loud. Because that's how I like to listen to it. So what music is acceptable for a newborn? Yeah, I mean, you could go full on and just play like classical music. To make them educated. Yeah, I mean, I, we, my father-in-law has been trying to get around to this. He's like, studies have been done to yeah. show that it makes them smarter. The problem is my wife and I hate classical music. Surely there's some good ones. Daniel Bryan's entrance music. There's that Ric Flair's entrance music. There's those two. Randy Savage's entrance music. There's those three. And the Phoenix Wright orchestral soundtrack are pretty much mm. like my, my top. Uh, maybe the Final Fantasy VII piano uh, album. What about... I was going to play you something there. But there's the... Uh, Popular pop songs, but covered by string quartets. Uh, maybe, but oh, then no, I, I don't but think that would work. Wouldn't I just want to listen to like the actual song? Mm. I, I don't know. We're gonna like we're gonna try and we've got you know a friendly barbecue playlist that we have on in the car that's just full of like you know, classic sixty songs or classic fun upbeat songs. Boring. Well, that, well, that's what I think, man. It is boring. You want to make a basic baby? Oh my god, it's such a basic playlist. <laughs> how can we not offend anyone coming to this party? That's exactly how it was put together. I started adding songs in, and my wife was like, taking that out, taking that out, because no one knows who that band is, no one knows what that song is, that song's got swearing in it, taking this out, and I'm like, this is just, this is like, it's not, it's got all the tracks from the Guardians movies. Like yeah, that, well, you, know, you know, like the great. It may as well be now. That's what I call barbecue volume two. That's probably a safe bet for a car playlist. That one the is Guardian like, soundtrack. Yeah, ELO. in fact, any Marvel movie that has tried to mimic the Guardians stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we we will be able to put together a track. It just won't be full of like because I keep saying to to Kate, it's like when you're not there, mm. I am going to play Limp Bizkit. And we're going to like really get into Limp Bizkit together. The whole Transformers movies. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's, safe. That's totally safe. It's, mm. it's positive affirmation music. I rem So I was pretty much raised on Abba Gold, mm -hmm. the album. Uh, a single release. So like I think it was a cassette of... Uh, my happiness again. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the podcast version, you can't see that the Davis has not stopped staring at me while doing You know the one? I don't know the one. <laughs> uh, you take my happiness again. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why would you use that lyric? Surely it's like, um, what I is can't the, remember the that. Song? I don't know any oh of the lyrics. Oh my God. I just, just know the tune. I just want to dance the night away. There goes my happiness again. I don't know, because like that's the bit that everyone knows. Uh, so that song yeah, clearly made an impression. The Osmonds. Oh dear. Yep. A long-haired lover from <laughs> Liverpool. I'll be your sunshine something from LA. <laughs> And oobla dee oobla da. 
Oh, I feel but, like yeah. Paul McCartney wrote a lot of songs oh, just, for kids, yeah. and John Lennon's just there like, oh, oh my God, God Paul, this is lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what track is it? There's a track that they they proper clashed over of like, um, I mean, I mean the, most, most of the Let It Be. Oh, you mean the album Let It Be? No, there was one specific one where like they like proper like stormed out the room and stuff because Paul saw it one way mm. and like uh, Lennon saw it as like a much more slower, moodier song. And Paul's like, "No, I think what it needs to be is really upbeat." And Lennon's like, "No, you're an idiot. Can't be that way all the time." I always used to be Team John, but having uh, gotten older and read that fantastic autobiography of the Beatles last year, it's Paul. I mean, well, I mean, Lennon you, is yeah. a prick, and also, you know, let's be let's 100% be hundred percent of the time. Let's be honest here. Paul won. Again, yes. at the end of the day, Paul won. But Michael Jackson beat him. Well, well, yeah, but Paul got it back eventually because you know the Jackson estate sold everything they had. Right. Anyway, let's get into this podcast itself because holy heckins, what the hell happened here? Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax had a shoot fight. Or maybe it's a worked shoot fight. I don't care with all those views it's bringing us. <laughs> Here is the show. Match of the year. <laughs> Match of the year. Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax just had a five-star stonker on Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw is back. We've been saying it all year. When is WWE going to start making an effort? When are they going to turn this creatively bankrupt company around? And the answer was there in our face. It's Nia Jax refusing to work with someone on air, live on TV, to the extent where the other person starts to slap them back. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke, Luke Owen, D-A-D. This is the Raw Review Podcast, sponsored, as always, by Beer52. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle. Go over there, UK viewers only. You can get yourself a case of 10 free craft beers, a little snack and a magazine about this most wonderful beverage. You only have to pay £5.95 post and packaging. We'll be sampling this beer very shortly. But first, do you think it was a work, a work shoot, a shoot work, a shoot, a work, a worky shoot shirt work? Okay, so here is what we know. If you haven't seen Raw, should we go through what happened first? Yes. So what happened on Raw is that they <coughs> had a match between Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax. Seemingly, despite the fact they'd set up Alexa Bliss last week as the new challenger towards Charlotte Flair, seemingly to set up Nia Jax as the new challenger to Charlotte Flair. Bliss wasn't on the show. She'd gone back to Columbus, Ohio. Apparently she's fine. She just went back to home for a little bit. Um, and they had this match. They like made Nia Jax look like this dominant monster as well earlier in the show, taking out uh, almost a superhero, Nikki, almost a superhero, and Rhea Ripley after Shayna Baszler lost to Rhea Ripley. And then she has this match with Charlotte Flair. In the middle of the match, which wasn't a great match anyway. It was a fantastic match anyway. It was a heel versus heel match. Crowd didn't... Charlotte seemed to play babyface in all of this. Very difficult for Charlotte mm. to do because no one particularly wants to cheer for Charlotte. And then Nia started to drop her on her shoulder and her neck. A lot. Luke, Luke, let me stop you there for a second because 
over in the New Japan and Kota Ibushi and Hiromu Takahashi, they're dropping each other on the neck. And, and we love it. And you say it's amazing. Uh, well, no, a uh, slight difference here. Can, can, is can the hypocrisy please Hold be on, cool hold on. There is a slight difference here. They know what they're doing. And also they know they've gone in there with a pre-thing of like, this is how I'm doing the suplex. Here is how I'm going to take that suplex. So everyone is safe. Yeah. Would, do I wish they'd stop doing it? A little bit, because as Dave Meltzer always says, don't think they, I don't think Will Ospreay's going to walk much in his 40s. <laughs> um, but so she kept dropping her on her shoulder and stuff. And then the match just broke down. And they started to like mouth off at each other. Charlotte slapped Nia across the face. Mm. And not in like a, oh, like this is the next spot. Because Nia just looked at her and went, don't. Yeah. And so and Charlotte started like pie face her again. She tried to get in a headlock. And Nia just went, no. Just stood up. Just stood like, up out of the headlock. I don't want to play anymore. And Corey Graves was like, Nia powered out of the headlock. Did you see that? I think it's... we're going off script here. <laughs> and then they had, comfortably, the worst <laughs> shoot fight I've ever seen in my life. It was a lot of like throwing slaps it was just like playgrounds eight-year-old kids just sort of like no no and just sort of like messing each other's hair up and stuff and to the point where Charlotte Flair did this scorpion death drop and then sat up and looked legit pissed off and then Nia won well that 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 scorpion death drop thing I think she was going for something else and her arm just ended up wrapped around the front yeah. of Nia Jax and they're just sort of like bent over for a painfully long oh, time. Oh, it's so slow. But their hair's covering their faces, of course. And Charlotte's just like, um, back bump. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, like, you know, people shouldn't bounce off the ropes. If you throw someone against the ropes in an Irish whip, physics don't really dictate that they should then bounce back to you. Nia Jax thought, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> because... Charlotte ran off the ropes. Nia Jax was sort of going to go off the other side and Jax just stopped. And Charlotte had to walk, like <laughs> run back and then start walking. And then by the time she got to Jax, she just went, oh. <laughs> And Jax was just like, almost turned her back on her. It was like watching just two kids who don't want to play with each other anymore. Yeah. And one's still trying. Yeah, yeah, a, a bit like, not too Oh, no, sorry, she didn't go that. She hopped on her. Yeah. Charlotte hopped on Jax's back. Because uh, seemingly, Charlotte was like, she can Samoan drop me on my shoulder again. If that's yeah. what she really wants to do, that's what we'll do. I'll take the high angle. I'll, I'll take it. And I was like, no, nah, I don't fancy that either, actually. No, you hit me in the face. Uh, yeah, and that's really what it felt like. It's because, like, Charlotte did kick her <clears> when she was sort of in a seated position. And that seemingly was where the match broke down. Mm. And it really did feel like Nia was just like, you kicked me in the face, so I've had enough of this now. This, you, you were too stiff with me, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> I don't want to work with you anymore. It reminded me a little bit. Do you remember the Ivelisse Thunder Rosa match? Oh yeah, um, from uh, Dynamite or, or like Dark or whatever it was, when Ivelisse just sort of just sat there and Thunder Rosa essentially wrestled herself mm. with Ivelisse in the ring and just sort of bumping around her. So that's what happened. And of course, Nia Jax does not have a stellar history. With in-ring injuries, accidents, she has injured so many people now yeah. over years uh, that, that you sort of wrote the the list in my news today of yeah. it's like Bailey, Becky Lynch. There were so many I had actually forgotten some. 
Like I forgot like the Alexa Bliss one. Yeah. I'd forgotten Mandy about... Rose. I'd forgotten yeah, about yeah uh, the Ember Moon one where her husband like tweeted I was like calling her an unsafe yeah. moron. And yeah, there was Bailey. There was uh, a Kyrie Sane twice in the span of a couple yeah. of weeks. Um, there's just like this litany of people. Seemingly, whenever it's building up to a big show or something, Nia Jax gets involved and plans have to change. What did she do to Bliss? Maybe that's why Bliss isn't around. <laughs> so, uh, and then, yeah, in the end of this is Nia Jax wins in a fairly, you could say, a dominating fashion. Because mm. Shark Horror, WWE pinned a champion, which is what they love to do. So now you've got a belt, you can get pinned, kid. And they were like, oh, man, surely that sets up Nia Jax to be a challenger for the women's championship. And my first thought was... Don't think Flair will want to do that much. I think Flair will yeah. probably walk backstage and be like, that don't work for me, brother. So, was this a work? Dave Meltzer has said on Wrestling Observer Radio that he has heard from people behind the scenes that this was a worked shoot, which is to say they pretended to have a real fight, which is so stupid because that's what wrestling's meant to be anyway. <laughs> but they, they pretended that they were having a real fight in the, in the midst of a pretend fight. Okay, I'm trying to decide which is worse. Is it worse mm. that they had a legit shoot fight? They had a terrible legit shoot fight. Or is it better, or, no, or is it worse that they had a pretend shoot fight that looked really lame? What, which of those mm. options is worse? That they're bad at shoot fighting or they're bad at pretending to be shoot fighters? I, I think that definitely the latter because yeah. I, you, you can say many things about this. I was thoroughly entertained by it. <laughs> I was sports could, entertained. Could not take my eyes off of it. I've watched it back. I, can, I, I haven't watched anything else on Raw back in months. Nope. Apart from Eva Marie tripping over a doll. <laughs> and that was only to double check Dewdrop didn't trip her. I haven't watched anything of the genuinely brilliant triple threat match back. This one, <laughs> I've watched through twice. Or at least the second half where it all fell apart. Oh, yeah, you didn't just watch it. The first half's quite dull, but yeah. the second half is, is tremendous television. And, and if, it, you know, if it was real, like, that the suddenly feels like something there. And a Charlotte Nia Jax match, I suddenly kind of want to see because I'm a terrible person. And I kind of like it when things have an element of real violence to it. But if it if it is all fake, then I'm just like, well, why? To, why? To, to what, what end? end? Because who are you trying to work here? Well, us, the Filthy Marks. Look at us talking about it. It's the thumbnail for both your news. It's the thumbnail for this podcast, the title for this podcast. Well, was, hey, do you know what? <laughs> it, it, on paper, Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax never would have been the title of this podcast. No. Never would have been the title, but everyone's talking. But because like they've got everyone talking, they've got the, the internet, Twitter talking, mm. and sometimes that's more important. Oh my God. That's more important than pay per view sales. Well, and maybe we are. Maybe we're being played like a fiddle because I was thinking back earlier this year. Nia Jax had a hole. She did. She she became one of our best performing videos in the early part of the year with the whole my whole thing where she took a bump on the apron and landed on a bumhole and she screamed into the camera my hole my hole and it was very funny and i actually thought that was great nia Jax is good at working us and this portion of the fan base online and 
I'm looking at our Wrestle Talk News episode that went up earlier. It is now our number one performing video of the last ten, which includes CM Punk's AEW debut. So, to whether whether this is a work, if this was a work, you have to say successful work, massive success, massive success. It looks stupid. We, oh yeah, people are talking about it. And like, but if it's not a work, then obviously it's it's very lame and it's you know quite bad and quite terrible incredibly unprofessional and stuff but if this was like a whole planned thing like Meltzer is saying that it was yeah you can I think you can argue that quantifiably it was a success because it was I think Fightful had it as their lead mm. topic I would imagine that Stephen Larson will have it as their lead as well all the websites talking about it Twitter like was trending like this term Charlotte Flair was trending and stuff we're talking about it now I, and this wouldn't have happened had it not been for this. But but it's trending in a way that we're all laughing about it. Like, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Uh, well, I mean, they always say uh, all press is good press. Maybe. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Well, should we see? What, let's see what people think. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your ultra chats in there. I tell you what. Let's also throw up a little uh, mod mother calling mod mother or calling a lead moderator who is able to do this sort of thing. Uh, can we put a poll up? Do we think it was a work? Do we think that this fight was a work? Mm. Yes or no? Because I've seen a lot of people in the chat being like, never a work. Like, mm. it couldn't have been a work. And that's the thing as well. Is like, I think what casts doubt as to whether it worked is it was very bad. Like, it was, a, it was a terrible worked shoot fight. Yeah. Let's see what Anthony Velasquez says. Why won't WWE send Nia down to work on being safe? It's a trend that's getting more uglier every time she does something unsafe. Charlotte could have gotten seriously injured. I don't blame Charlotte for being pissed off at Nia. I mean, yeah, Charlotte did land. But maybe it was like that New Japan thing. Mm -hmm. It looks bad, but actually they're A-OK. -okay. I think, you know, I've, I've defended Jax a lot over the years because I do think she has, that there is something about her. She's charismatic. She uh, looks great. She looks great. I think the way she carries herself is like a star. Um, but the, the, the evidence is now overwhelming. She, too many people in matches get injured with her, and why hasn't she been sent back somewhere yeah. to train? When, when there are the reports of Keith Lee getting sent oh, back to the performance center to refine their skills, yeah. it's like, what does she, she obviously has a lot of sway in the company. She had a bust up with Reigns last year's Survivor Series because she wanted to do the table spot, and Reigns was like, "No, I've got a table spot." Said this like Samoa Moore. She is that big a star backstage or has that much cachet that she can butt heads with Roman. Yeah. And you, you look at it and you're like, well, why does she have that much power? And you can't help but think of it's who she's related to. She is the cousin of The Rock. Mm -hmm. Well, that's always been the, the, the backstage scuttlebutt, hasn't mm. it? It's just that she essentially just like, if things don't quite go away, mean yeah. then being mean. And they, of course, want The Rock in the, to, to come back for the Reigns match eventually. Indeed. Mark Mayhew. Ric Flair done the one thing you should never do. He thanked Vince McMahon. Nia must have been sent to punish Flair for her father's gratitude. That'll teach him. Glad Raw was good for once. May it continue. Uh, also, do you still plan on doing a Jackass movie stream? No. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, yeah, we just rewatched them. I, oh, I would totally watch them again, though. Like, I mean, that would, that's what I did when I was a teenager. When that first film came mm. out, I watched it so much. Granted, that was because I was making bootleg versions of it as well and selling them on eBay. <laughs> disc, disc, naughty Luke. Um, but yeah, like I, I'd, I would totally rewatch them again. When's it out? Oh, like October, I think. Uh, we're a bit stretched. Uh, Mr. Gajilli has sent in quite a few chats. Thank you very much. Uh, let, me, let me guess. I haven't actually looked. Are they Alexa related? Let's find out. Hi guys, this is a very odd one. I think Charlotte was frustrated for whatever reason. They swapped Alexa Bliss for Nia Jax as her next challenger, as I believe she and Alexa were looking forward to their feud, as they never had uh, one before, so she worked stiff last night. One more, I hope that whatever kept Alexa off this week isn't too serious and she's back to face Nia for the next title shot next week, because otherwise to me it seems like Nia stole this title feud from her, and let's face it, Alexa versus Charlotte is the better match. And finally, last one today, the reason why I feel so many people were looking forward to Alexa and Charlotte was it's two future legends who have never had many matches together. That's rare in WWE. They're both all-rounders. It's the women's Roman versus Cena. Hope we see it soon. So Mr. Gajilli very much likes Bliss because 
I haven't seen anyone enthused about the Bliss Charlotte feud. Um, yes, apart especially from... with the Lily doll. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I think that I think that is fair uh, to to say about uh, Chris. Um, on your point though, with the the Alexa thing, we don't know why she would she basically just went home. She mm. just put out a tweet saying, "I'm." And actually, in fact, like so, it's funny when I was going through the news this morning to find it for you, and someone put in like Alexa reason why Alexa Bliss was off TV. Um, Alexa Bliss actually responded to someone to say, "I'm actually okay. Everything is fine." The person you responded to was Chris. Oh. <laughs> um, That's cool. Yeah, so that is cool. So yeah, apparently she is a-okay. <clears throat> there was something else that, um, that Chris said in there that I was going to bring up. Oh, that was it. Whether or not, like, you know, these plans changed. This whole roar was changed. Apparently, according to PW Insider, and I think Fightful had a similar report, it was a crazy day mm. yesterday backstage because, let's be honest, none of the matches that were advertised happened. So it may just be a case of no one stole a spot or anything like that. It's just plans change. We sat here last week and went, wow, Bobby versus Sheamus, yeah. Miz versus Morrison, Eva Marie versus Dewdrop. That's what was announced last week for this week's show. If just one of those matches happen, they're all pretty big multi-month feud climaxes or, or just like a, a big hoss fight with Lashley and Sheamus. If just one of those happen, that is good WWE. Every single one. None of them happen. None of them happen. And then, in the case of the Dewdrop one, <coughs> made Dewdrop look like the biggest dunderhead. We'll get to that. And finally, for now, Brendan Irwin. Historically, the safest guys to work with have been the biggest. Andre, Paul White, Taker, Nia is the opposite. At the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding. I don't think that's necessarily true about the bigger guys being the safest workers. No, I don't think that's uh, true. Al although Bret Hart always used to say Yokozuna was just like. You'd like you would it'd be the softest man, like he'd float yeah. around for you. That's because so, some people know that it's a work. Some people know how to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, right. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle. You can get yourself a case of ten free craft beers, UK viewers only. I am going to be tucking mm. into. Oh, please tell me all about it. Coffee um, friends from a the appropriately themed Chicago brewery. Ooh, coffee friends. Um, Chicago brewery themed box. Of course, I doubt CM Punk is advocating craft beer, but I certainly am. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, 5.6, it's an American brown ale. Uh, this collaboration beer from Beguile and Temperance features nutty malt flavor, medium mouthfeel, bolstered by a healthy dose of cold brew coffee, aromas of caramel, malt, roast, and coffee. Yeah. Can, exactly. I have, can I have at least have a little yeah. whiff? Because I can't drink because... Have a sip. Oh, I should have. <laughs> oh, oh, it is it's delightful. Nice. It's that nice. It is nice. Also, we shouldn't really share cans. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle. Please do go over because the more people who sign up there, the more it helps support us as well. And they are a fantastic company. They've been sponsoring us for the last two weeks. This is our final week of sponsorship with yeah. them. We've been friends with Beer 52 for ages, which is why through us, you don't get eight like everyone else does. Everyone else gives you, you get 10 via us. 10 free craft beers. UK viewers only, please do click the link in the video description down below. Right, this episode of Raw from top to bottom. Sorry. Ooh, someone's got a notification. It oh was... no, mate, what is it? What, it's, it's obviously more important. <laughs> well, actually, it's, what's, from, what's it's, from, going... it's from Mod Mother Jenna oh, okay. uh, so to say that, it, do you think it was a work? 70% said no. 
30% said yes. What do you say? I'm erring on no. I don't think it was a work. If only because it was too rubbish. Yeah, I don't think it was a work. Yeah. Um, so the show opened with Damien Priest coming out with the US title. He cut a, a good promo. Like, I think his promos have been a, a, awful because he's just got given this, like, generic dialogue. But he comes out, not only does he speak well, he interacts with the crowd on a sort of spontaneous level, which was, you know, like, the, the fans were chanting something, maybe like a you deserve it. And mm. it was like, cheers, guys. It was just nice. And then he said, I want to pay tribute to the great US champions, Jeff Hardy, John Cena. I'm bringing back the open challenge and Seamus's music hit. And I was just like, oh, no. And then Drew McIntyre's music hit. And I was like, it's the same as last week. And then Bobby Lashless's music hit. It was just all terrible. Like, oh, God, it's this again. Exact same segment as last week. But then RK Bro came out and completely flipped it on its head. Yeah, so, as a recap, last week they announced that the match was going to be Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus. That was going to be one of the big matches for this Hello. week. And it's funny, i clearly forgotten about that, because when they announced yesterday that Damian Priest is going to open the show and it's going to be an open challenge, my first thought was, guarantee you Sheamus answers. Hmm. And then this morning I was like, no, you fool, because Sheamus can't answer it. He's in a match with oh, Bobbles. And then he answered it and I was like, yeah, I probably should have seen... I mean, I did see that coming, and then I talked yeah. myself out of it. But yeah, it was... Like, the people are the same, but I don't mind because it's a bit different. I mean, Drew has at least added a, a, like a, a difference to it slightly um, because it's not just Priest versus Sheamus again. Drew's involved in it, and that kind of adds a little element to it. Bubbles being involved as well, kind of like it's elevated the US mm. title for the first time in, well, I think forever. That if the US title has felt important, and it hasn't felt important probably since Cena had it in 2015. Like... Uh, what, what were the names he said? He said Jeff Hardy. I don't think U.S. title when I think Jeff Hardy. Absolutely not. Like, did it, when did he have the U.S. title? It must have been like years and years and years ago. Because he was IC champ when he was on yeah. SmackDown in that feud with um, with uh, Sammy. Hmm. I can't tell you a single thing about a United States Championship with Jeff Hardy, which means it's completely unremarkable. If you say it enough times, though, Jeff Hardy, U.S. champion. Yeah. All-timer. It was like, did he say Ricochet was another one? Like, I hope not. Because, like, I think he had the belt once. Well, and anyway, we're getting open challenges, which is good. Uh, but apparently, we didn't, apparently we didn't it was in really 2018, he bit Jinder for the title. <laughs> I actually forgot Jinder had that belt as well. Uh, but RK Bro come out, and they, they, were, they were genuine breath of fresh air, you know, in this, this group of four people. And Riddle hilariously said, well, it wasn't hilarious at this point, he just went... I, all right, I issue an open challenge, Bobby and MVP, for our tag titles. And Randy just, like, barely hear him over on his mic. He just goes, that, that, that doesn't make it an open challenge anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying people saying things slightly off mic to yeah, Matt yeah. Riddle. Like, AJ Styles, every time he says, I'm going to hit you with the three most destructive letters, RK Bro. And AJ Styles off mic will go, it's five, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it's three. <laughs> Matt frickin' Hardy. <laughs> No, was it? Yeah, it does that. Yeah, that's it. I can't make my fingers do it. Uh, but then Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce come out, the worst uh, people at booking a wrestling show in the world. Well, they're the Muppets. They don't it's do the it until it's happening. It's the Muppet mm. show. 
That's, you, you need to get out of this headspace that you think that a general manager books a show in advance. Raw general, WWE general but managers they are Kermit. They're Kermit and their scooter booking a show on a fly because things are going on crazy backstage. Lights are falling down everywhere, so they have to like quickly cut to Fozzie doing his thing because we haven't got we haven't actually got a main event anymore. It's the Muppet but, Show. But they did have, they did book it last week. And then Vince changed their C- minds. Couldn't they at least say, well, we were going to have these matches, but the way I'm looking at it now, you two fight these two, you two fight these two. I mean, well, that would have been great. That would also have had a continuity, but there was no mention of the fact mm. that Sheamus and Bubbles had their uh, interaction last week. So we got a triple threat for the US title booked, Priest versus Drew versus Sheamus, and tag titles for the main event between RK Bro, Lashley and MVP. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. We've already touched on this. Nia Jax was in Shayna's corner. Nikki, almost a superhero, was in the other. And I don't know why Shayna and Nia are still a tag team. They literally broke up. Well, but last week they were back together again. And like, but the, the point was that she like Nia lost when yeah, she was tagging with her. Friends now. Anyway, Shayna took most of the match, but then Nia took out Nikki. This distracted Shayna. Don't know why. <laughs> Rhea rolled her up inside Cradle to win. So, Shayna is not in the least bit mad about this. Nope. Why would you be? And then Jax got in the ring and beat up Rhea. So I thought... I mean, looking back on this, it's unsurprising that Jax then beat Charlotte. Yes. Because she, like, this whole segment that she wasn't even a part of Mm -hmm. in the match... Uh, well, as soon as Nia was like made to look as dominant as she was, mm. and it was announced as a non-title match. By the way, championship contenders, uh, championship contendership thing, done. That's that hasn't yeah, been mentioned now for like that. three weeks. So that's that's now a that was a Vince McMahon idea that did not have any legs, and it's now pushed away and it's never to be mentioned again. But when they announced it was a non-title thing, I was like, I think Nia's going to win this because mm. it's what WWE like to do: book their champions in non-championship or in non-title matches. And pinned them to set up championship matches. Didn't do that with Nikki, did they? They did it loads with Nikki. Nikki got pinned all the time as champion. You're like, but couldn't she have got a win building up to it? Oh no, she did. She kept on beating Charlotte and Rhea by running away from them. Yeah. Oh dear. I'm just curious as well. I'm just gonna <clears throat> while you're talking, I'm just gonna go on to cage match. I'm just trying to think, when was the last time Shayna Baszler won a match? Okay, here we go. Here we go. There's a long old while. I'm back in May. And that's me. You're looking for singles or just tag or anything? I think, oh, okay, okay, I've got one here. 12th of April, I think, is the last time that Shayna Baszler won a match. That was a tag match uh, with Nia Jax defeating uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose by count out. It was four minutes. Oh, was that the. That wasn't the match, was it? <gasps> it might have been the match. When Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke just backed off. Yeah, it's not worth and it. And then took the count out loss. Oh, but the message they sent, Luke. <laughs> After that, we speaking of like, you know, trying to second guess who's going to go over based on how people have been pushed before the match. We then got Viking Raiders versus Jinder Mahal and Veer. And I thought, well, Jinder, Jinder and Veer are winning here. Surely they just had the program with Drew McIntyre. What are they going to do now? Jinder got all that momentum last week from losing. Exactly. Boof, boof, boof. Where are the Viking Raiders? Viking Raiders, I thought, looked excellent in this match. They pulled out all the spots. The crowd were really into them. And they won. Clean. Yeah, clean as cheap. And, and not only that, because I thought, well, that's why Veer is there, so they can pin <coughs> their heavy yeah. and protect Jinder. And Jinder took the pin. His push is done. 
Like he is, he had a three-week push against Drew McIntyre, and Vince is like, it's not working again. That's it. He becomes uh, back to being a jobber with you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of clean finishes on this show, and it was just so nice. Honestly, I, I, we always say, oh, I wish they do more clean finishes, but I don't really know what that means anymore in WWE. <laughs> so when they do them, it's it affected me more than I thought it would. Mm. I was like, this is so much better. We keep saying it's so much better, but it's better than I thought it would be. Speaking of better than I thought it would oh, be, even though man. I had very high expectations, we then got... A US title match, triple threat between Priest, Sheamus, and McIntyre. They went through multiple commercial breaks. It was just an excellent big hoss fight. Really great back and forth. It never really fell into a standard template, so you're always on the edge of your seat. And crucially, we had a clean finish that put over the new young guy champion super, super strong. I, uh, I mean, obviously, I want to put over everyone in this match. Yeah. Because Priest was amazing. Drew was amazing. But my MVP, and he's actually now, he's got my new favorite spot in WWE. And I think it is a stroke of genius as well. I'm going to put the spotlight here on Sheamus. Sheamus has added a spot to his arsenal now, which is when he does this pump knee. Yes. And it looks like the bro kick. Mm -hmm. And everyone reacts to it like it's the bro kick, which means it gets an incredible near fall yeah. reaction. But crucially... It protects the bro kick because no one's kicking out of the bro kick, but they're kicking out of this pump knee. But because it looks, it's a right. it's a, a stroke of genius. He has made a move that looks like his finish, but it isn't his finish. That protects his finish. About twice in the last couple of weeks, I've gone, oh my god, he kicked out the bro kick. I haven't and I've gone, like, wait, wait a second. Yeah, because it happened here. Drew ran in for a claymore, but Sheamus hit him with what I thought was the bro kick kick out. I was like, oh my god. No, it was just the pump knee. Yeah, it's oh. absolutely genius. Really? A massive shout out to Seamus. I think that's a, a, I love it. The crowd actually chanted, this is awesome. Yeah. Like that was a genuine, not Kevin Dunn hitting the button on the soundboard. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah, and ultimately the finish was Seamus got hit by a Claymore. He falls out the ring. Priest and McIntyre go, for, go back and forth a bit, but Priest hits the reckoning. One, two, I'm like, oh, surely he's kicking out. He's not pinning Drew. Three. Yeah. Amazing. Selfless Drew. And then afterwards, McIntyre shook his hand and endorsed him. I yeah. just dear God, like, this, this is how you put over a new champion. Granted, he debuted in January, and the Bad Bunny and the Miz and Morrison yeah. stuff did nothing for him. But man, is he here now. It took them nearly nine months. But they finally got it with, uh, with Damien Priest. So, you know, there's still hope for Keith Lee yet. <laughs> Somewhere is there. <laughs> so, someone commented on my video earlier that he, he, even though this was a great match, they actually ended up wanting the open challenge to be answered by Miz and Morrison. <laughs> just, just to annoy you. Do you know what? And I thought, fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah do I you know what? That. I mean, it would have been better for Morrison <laughs> for what he got on this show. Um... One other thing, Drew McIntyre putting someone over in this way. A lot of people have said, this is giving me Drew's going to SmackDown vibes. 100%, yeah. yeah really feels like he is going to the uh, yeah, going across in the draft because it's, it's what you do. If you're being drafted, you start putting over people. Here's an interesting one. Next up, we get an interview with Goldberg. Billion Goldberg. Gorg. Gorg. 
and it's like earlier in the day he's by his car. I'm got, I'm got, I've got to have knee surgery, but I am like, I'm not just going to come for. I'm not coming for Bobby's title anymore after what he did to me and my family. I'm coming for his soul. So this creates an interesting、um, setup, really, because the report is from WrestleVotes. It's likely happening at Saudi Arabia. So, unsurprising to everyone, Goldberg versus Lashley is probably going to be the main event of the Saudi show. Gorg versus Lorg. Gorg versus Lorg,、um, and the main event of Saudi Arabia, which is a third match for Goldberg in the year 2021. Put his working boots on this. Real、year. feel heat. And if like his whole thing, his whole deal now is just like I'm not coming after the title, I'm coming after your soul.、Mm. Is you don't have to put the title on him.、Right. You can do it as a non-title match. It's just Gorg versus Lorg, non-title. Gorg can win. Lashley doesn't lose the belt. Yeah, and then Lashley can go on to other things. Doesn't does absolutely diddly dick for Bob Lashley, but you know Gorg gets his win. Saudi Prince will be happy. Everyone's a winner apart from Lashley, who then has to go back as WWE champion and be like, "Still the champion, though. Who wants my belt?" Got beaten by a <laughs> Gorg. Got beaten by a hundred-year-old man, yeah, but it's with okay. A, with a dud knee. It's okay. No one watches the Saudi shows anyway. So that's in October. That's、yeah. October twenty-first in the beautiful city of Riyadh. So progressive. That's like two months away. Well, it's fine. Lashley, well, Gorg's not going to be on TV. Knee surgery. Yeah. Well, he's a superhero. Anyway, so that's one thing. When did Goldberg start talking about souls? I don't think he's. He doesn't really mean like. I think it's just a way for them to say, "I'm not coming after the title. I'm just like this is this is more than the title." Goldberg. Actually, Goldberg's like no man, man to man. I'm just thinking. It's Saudi Arabia. It's Bill Goldberg. No, you. It's the twenty first of October. We're we're. They are not doing. They're not、series. doing Gorg versus Taker again. Maybe not Gorg versus Taker, but maybe Taker comes out and helps Gorg.、Oh, takes out MVP. Why? Why? Inse- why? I mean, yeah. yeah Taker yeah. heard the word soul, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm interested." Vince, I heard someone said the word soul. Hey, Was Gorg. Was it that William fella? I need to go help him in the beautiful progressive city of Saudi Arabia. What you're forgetting here. Is this would be a moment? <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. Doesn't make a lick of sense. Nope, nope. But you're right. Why am I trying to apply logic to this? You're absolutely right. Goldberg and Undertaker holding each other's fists aloft to hear, close the end of the show. I can hear Jimmy Smits now. What a moment! What a historic Jimmy moment! Jimmy Smits! Wow! Oh my God! Who is this guy? And he joined in April. Yeah, I don't know. Know the Undertaker is. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad because we, obviously Jimmy Smith is actually quite a good commentator, but we have decided calling him Jimmy Smith. But now also we're applying a voice that's not really Jim, that's not befitting of the greatness that is Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith sound the name, just that name. That's what I mean. Jimmy Willikers, now Corey, did you see them? But Jimmy Smith is legit one of the coolest people in the world. Do you think? But Jimmy Smith absolutely is. Oh, he's so cool. Lead play by play. No, 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 no. That's Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, the actor. I don't know who Jimmy Smith. You, you just watched In the Heights. I did. Yeah. You Google him now. You're going to see who I mean. He is a badass, right? That's what I mean. And we're applying a, a you know a soundboard. He's to so good like, in the film. Gee, Welker is there, Corey?、Oh, I'm Jimmy.、No. But Jimmy Smith is genuinely really cool. Ah.、Oh. <laughs> He's in loads of stuff. He is. He's in Star Wars. Great guy. West Wing. 
Right, so St stuff that didn't stuff that came out more than twenty years ago. I look forward to Goldberg versus Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> Reggie got another thing where he escaped our truth and Akira Tozawa. Tozawa was dressed like a dog. Do you want to do this next bit? Do drop versus Eva Marie. Okay, all right. So like the Eva Marie versus Dewdrop storyline was there for the taking. This was an open goal that WWE have spectacularly missed mm. every single time. They have missed it and then have put the ball in the exact same position and said, can I have a mulligan? <laughs> and have missed it again. And then have done that week on week on week. Because the story was very easy. That Dewdrop has bought into Eve Marie's bald and, and it's Ooh, swore, well a ball, balderdash. She's bought into a balderdash and she has she believes that Eve Marie's going to give her great things. Week, week two, she was like, Eva Marie's lying to me. I know she's lying to me. She's given me a terrible name. I'm still going to continue teaming with her, though, for the next three months, with no explanation why. And then she turns on Eva Marie, apropos of nothing, and then has said, actually, I'm keeping the name. I'm having a match with Eva Marie next week. So here is what Dewdrop did in this match. Eva Marie comes down to the ring, and she, you know, she does her usual pose and stuff. Dewdrop's gimmick now, I appear, is like she is a, uh, a Broadway singer because she comes out going, She has hands! Yeah, hey, 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 and Dewdrop! Hey, Jimmy, and Jimmy Smith's on the side <laughs> with his reporter cap. Oh, this girl's gonna be big, I tell you! Hey, get on, the, get on the phone to New York! I got some pictures here that need to be posted oh. about Dewdrop going down Broadway! So she's coming down the ring doing jazz hands and stuff, glad handing with people. <laughs> she gets in the ring. And the baby face Dewdrop attacked Eva Marie before the match. Corey Graves, the heel commentator, being like, it's out of order. <laughs> and then proceeds to beat her up so bad the match can't happen. And Byron Saxon's like, what mind games? I was like, she, <laughs> she didn't get a win. She could have easily picked up a win here. And she didn't. And she got out of the ring and was like, the winner of this match is Dewdrop. I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> the match didn't you're happen. an idiot. You're an idiot that essentially got yourself DQ'd because you, you made it a no contest. How thick are you? This got this accomplished nothing. Also, like the, the referee goes, oh, Eva Marie can't compete in the match now. Like, even never spoke to the referee. There's so many times that this happens and that, that they are allowed to compete. Yeah. So now the referee just looks like an idiot. Yeah. What are the rules? I totally agree with you. I'm just, I've, I've loaded up the, uh, the clip of this match. The WWE and their YouTube wisdom has titled this clip, Dewdrop renders Eva Marie unable to compete. Oh boy, I'm clicking <laughs> on that. <laughs> Anyway, what a star she is. Um, so, oh no, she, okay. Right, so when I was listening to a recap, someone said, oh, Eva Marie was distracted because she was talking to the referee and then Dewdrop attacked her. But I'm looking at this and I'm sorry we can't really show this to you at home, folks. Go to, she, go to YouTube yourself. She, she's not, look, she's not looking at him really. She was a little bit. Uh, I guess so. She was looking at the right. Okay. This, this like, like, doesn't work. Uh, so for me, the bigger issue here is that it, it's lame. It is lame. Because mm. clearly the end goal of this is for Dewdrop to beat Eva, right? So what, what did Dewdrop gain from not getting a win here? Time. You filled the time. You build the heat. Jazz hands next week. <laughs> yeah. Her new entrance by yeah, <coughs> is very silly. No, no good this was. Charlotte did an interview about Nia Jax backstage. Karrion Cross beat Umberto Carrillo. In a... 
Oh, poor, poor Umberto, man. Oh, man, poor Cross. So poor, he comes yeah. out in the same Zardoz outfit with the mask. And then, you know, like, this is, a, this is a squash match. That's what it needed to be. But they can't even book squash matches anymore. I thought the Ricochet thing last week was good because it, at least it got over Cross. What's he do here? Two headlock spots. Yeah. In like a three-minute match. I, um, I wrote in my notes here, you can hear the board. Oh. Like, the crowd was so utterly bored by this. Apparently, you know, we, this came out just after we finished um, the show last week when we were laughing at Karen Cross's new terrible outfits. Andrew Zarian of the mm. Mad Men podcast. Um, I won't say he was a friend of mine, but I've done shows with him. Um, he, uh, he said that the reason why Cross has got this new gear is because he needs to look marketable. He needs to look like an action figure. Because that's what WWE do. They, they sell action figures. I think they're moving into the sex outfit market. It's about time, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he needed to look like an action figure. His current outfit didn't make him look like an action figure. Now he looks like an action figure, albeit a rubbish one. But you know this whole thing of just like, we need to use NXT to create WrestleMania main eventers. Does that man look like a WrestleMania, WrestleMania main eventer? Can you see Cross versus Brock Lesnar? With with that outfit, no. It, well, absolutely. So you can't do both things, can you? You can't be a toy and also be a WrestleMania main eventer because this this is destined for death. Yeah. He doesn't even look like he could challenge Damian Priest and look convincing in doing so. I think we are we're going to get maybe a couple more weeks of this, and we'll never see it again. Never see Cross again. Maybe, well, maybe he'll get like an Eric Young role yeah. where you're like you're a lumberjack or something. Oh God, that's depressing. Yeah. Uh, Naya got an interview on Charlotte backstage. Orton and Riddle did some fun odd couple bit uh, skit. Then we got the Jax versus Flair match, which we've already covered. So, uh, one other thing I wanted to know, because we had the second of them, but you can tell now that Vince has got a vested interest in NXT because there were promos for it on this mm. show. <laughs> never doesn't happen otherwise. When Triple H was in charge, never promoting NXT. Yeah. But now that Vince and like Bruce Pritchard are doing it, now it's their project. They're like, oh, we need to, we need to promote it so people watch it because um, we created a new terrible logo for it <laughs> on Nickelodeon. It's a fine. I don't get the hate for the logo. Oh no, it's just it's the most un Triple H logo I've yes, ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah. It like it looks like it has been designed to be the antithesis of yeah. what Triple H was trying to do with the brand. Do you think Kevin Dunn's just there, like while Triple H is watching him going, No. Turn up the brightness of <laughs> Exactly. Triple H is oh, yeah. No no no. Tri Triple H's like, I think I think it's fine now. And Kevin Dunn looks him in the eyes and goes, add another colour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got John Morrison backstage, and he's saying the Miz has gone to Hollywood. So I don't know, don't know why. And that he's got to prove to himself that he can beat a guy. So he's chosen a Moss, and a Moss is there for some reason. He just goes, "Well, that's bad luck for you," and walks off. And Morrison, quite funnily, because he is a good comedic actor, goes, "Yeah, I guess that's bad luck for me," <laughs> which is funny, but it's not the best look for. Someone who's meant to be a, like a, I would say you've got to position him as a hot baby face here going up against the Miz for their blood feud. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? But he came out and he got beaten by a Moss in a terrible match. Yeah. I mean, like, we gave Nia Jax a lot of stick. Uh, a Moss didn't hurt anyone, but he was goddamn terrible here. There's a reason why they've been hiding him in tag team matches. Mm. There's why AJ Styles wrestles for the pair of them, is because. 
he is, you know, like well, the great Carly is another example of this. It's just like, yeah, he's eight foot tall, but also that means he's a little bit unstable at times, a little bit wobbly legged, you can't really do a great deal in the ring. So we hide him in a tag team and other people can do the work for him. So then they keep putting him out there in singles matches, which just exacerbates the problem. Hide him in tag team matches. That's what AJ is there for. And it doesn't make him feel special anymore either. No, it doesn't. And also, like, for me, this whole thing, John Morrison just had his big baby face yeah. turn last week. So why would you beat him seven days later in a match that is not the match that you announced? Yeah. Didn't even get, he, he didn't did, get Becky. He did some cool hops, um, but they were made a little bit less cool because Amos was massively out of position. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was Isn't, bad. Do you know what? Sometimes you need to put NXT <laughs> matches, like old NXT matches, onto mm. Raw, really, to highlight. And basically, you can now go to the guys like, you need to do a little bit more, kid. And Amos is with the veteran AJ Styles. Yeah. In the sort of that bit of NXT. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, AJ Styles stayed out there and Xavier Woods just made an entrance. Charles Berg in all caps. Amos is never in position. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh. Uh, AJ and Woods had a, a decent match, but I just didn't care. Yeah. There was nothing to it. No stakes. Woods feels completely directionless without Kofi. Not his fault, but the creative powers that be. There was no reason for this to happen. I think this tells you everything that you need to know about how WWE feel about Xavier Woods as a wrestler, which is just like, you go out there, go, but you're a tag team guy. And if your tag team is, if your tag team partner's not there, that means that there's nothing for you, kid. And so he just goes out there and he's like, yeah, that was a fine match. I like watching these two work together, but ultimately it meant nothing. And it is like in the third hour looking at you, watch me and like, right, when's the, yeah. when's the main event then? Well, the main event started right after. It was Arcane Pro versus Lashley and MVP. AJ and Amos stayed out there. They were on commentary. And I thought, oh, they're going to interfere then. Mm -hmm. I've, I've played Knifey Spoony before. <laughs> I get how this is going to play out. Yeah, yeah. But to their credit, no. This was a very good... Well, it, was, it, was, it was a good main event. Good main event. MVP got worked over a bunch. Mm -hmm. Riddle, Riddle pinned him. Mm -hmm. So good for Riddle. And then Lashley's going to beat him up. But... Randy Orton from out of nowhere, RKO, saves Riddle. Yeah. Does two brilliant things. Well, three brilliant things. It's a clean finish. Puts over Riddle strong. Lashley sort of gets a, a new challenger potentially in Orton, mm -hmm. which I'm surprised I'm into. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's new, and I wouldn't mind seeing that with Randy as a babyface. Finally, it really puts a nice punctuation point on, yes, Riddle and Orton are bros now. Yeah. Randy just saved Riddle. Yeah, there's a lot of... Because now Lashley, we're in a position, you know, two months ago we were like, man, there's no one for Bobby. Like, mm. there's no one, there's no challenge lined up. By the end, this episode's end, and going by last week's episode as well, you've got Seamus, you've got Priest. Drew is can't. there, but he can't challenge yeah. for it. And now you've got Randy. And by extension, you've also sort of got Matt Riddle. You've set up like five potential mm. people, along with Gorg, making mm -hmm. it six. So like there is like now, it feels like the main event feels a bit more fresh on Raw. And that's good because it really did need a big refresh. And to their credit, I think they've done a pretty admirable job with that. I would say, though, they have. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. All of the titles are in this expanded picture now. Yeah. Tag titles, US title, men's title. Like... They're all here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are... How many people was that? Seven six, people? Yeah, six, seven. Six if you include Gorg. Yeah. Yeah. 
You could add in the Viking Raiders because they were saying, you know, and the oh man, that probably puts them in line for a tag team title. So you know, there's there's some stuff in there. I I thought that was a a pretty good ending to the show. Actually, it was understated. This was like a perfect normal week cliffhanger. Yeah. Because it wasn't a huge angle, but I'm like, mm, yes, excited for next week. Indeed, yeah. So you scored this episode. Four out of five. One of the best episodes of the whole year. Yeah, do you know what? I mean, it wasn't without its issues, and there were some on there, but mate, it is one of the better episodes we've had this year. I saw a lot of people were really high on last week's episode, being like, man, last week's episode is one of the best episodes they've had in ages. And I thought, man, it's broadly fine. Yeah. This week, though, was actually like, oh, man, there's some, some really good stuff yeah. on this show. Um, so I... Well, I mean, I've been giving it to two. I would have gone for three. I'd have gone for it. It's an average show. And uh, the community tab, in line with my thinking, 49% mm-hmm. said it was a three out of five show. 22% said it was a poor two out of five show. And 17% said it was a one out of five boring show. 10% though, that it was a four out of five core. Now, the reason why I highlight that is that is so much higher mm. than it usually is. Because usually what you end up with uh, the raw polls is that three, four, and five are like massively outweigh everything it's usually three it's usually three and four are the highest ones and one and two usually get below five percent so for this episode to get ten percent four mm. out of five i know so that tells you a lot about how much people enjoyed this episode i saw you glance at the poll before you gave your official score i knew what i was trying to be about. trying to be man of the tr- people yeah, well i am a man of the Well, let's get into your thoughts on the episode with your Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them all in there. We'll read out every one before the end of the show over five US didgeridoos. Homer Star Fan 13. A few days ago, I told my dad that there was a wrestler called Dewdrop and he looked confused and thought it was dumb. When a non-wrestling fan can tell you it's stupid and you've done a terrible job at trying to capture a new audience. Yeah, it's a name. Chris Field. Was it just me, or did no one else see Eva Marie's massive... Mod Mother has said, this is how it came through. I have no idea what they're talking about either. <laughs> Eva Marie's massive. Do you remember that bit in Alan Partridge when um, Sonia <clears throat> really wants to go to Bono's house, and so uh, Alan just takes her to a stately home yeah. thing to, like, to walk around, and they walk to the bed, and he goes, that's where Bono has his breakfast for the morning. It's a big bowl of cornflakes. Massive it is. <laughs> Maybe that's what, maybe he was trying to say there. Chris Field would say, "Was it just me, or did it, no one else see even Marie's massive bowl? Massive it is." Well, I know what we can both do. So Chris Field feels like he's got uh, money for his worth of his super chat. Yes, and yes, Eva Marie. Oh, winner of this match is Eva Marie. <laughs> oh, from Eric. Cross needs to do jazz hands to get over. <laughs> and cast Scarlet Bordeaux. Just ca- Scarlet Bordeaux's got a little cane now and a top hat. And they're coming down to the ring. Hey, it's Carrie and Fall Cross. and pray. Fall and pray. Fall and pray. Buzz. Guys, do you want to say buzz in the home alone way? <laughs> buzz. Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Guys, guys, I think I cracked the code of Carrie and Cross. The bondage straps are in a cross pattern over his chest. Cross. Cross. VKM knows what he's doing. You're probably right. I mean, didn't we all... I actually didn't know. Didn't I, didn't, no, I didn't pick up on that, no. Because, like, He-Man has a similar thing. I don't look at He-Man and be like, cross, Matt. 
I'm thoroughly confused. <laughs> Jack Nichols, what's the difference between Randy Orton and the slice of toast? You can make a soldier out of the toast. Sorry, one second. Uh, what's the difference between Randy Orton and a slice of toast? You can make a... Oh, because Randy Orton went AWOL. Oh, <laughs> I rate Raw on the same scale as The Sopranos, Vikings, Breaking Bad, and Goodfellas. With that in mind, great episode of Raw Two Stars. <laughs> You're the best. <clears throat> uh, Goodfellas isn't a TV series. <laughs> Truman Spearing. Is Raw watchable yet? Got sick of the bad booking, so found something better to do in that time slot. Love you guys. You make my day. I'm going through a rough. I'm going through a rough patch. Thank you, D A D. We'll hope things get better, Truman. What was the better thing you found to do in the time slot? Yeah, yeah, let us know. I, uh, I tried hitting my head against a wall mm -hmm. for three hours, and that was better. So many things. You know what I did this morning while I was watching Raw? Uh, for the first part of Raw, because I got this morning, um, I had a lot to do this morning because uh, I was writing the news with you. I had to watch Raw. I had to go and get my uh, car seat fitted for the little bab that's on its way. Um, so I also didn't have time yesterday to get my lunch done. So I woke up this morning to make my lunch. At 6 a.m. this morning, I was cooking noodles and I was frying off some tofu. Oh, it was beautiful. A little bit of cooking for yourself. Little garlic powder in there, some like sesame oil, tossed it in there with some chili flakes and corn flour to get some nice crispness around the edge. I was doing that at legit 6 a.m. while watching Raw. It's weird to get those smells and scents at breakfast. I did think because they, they were so like, they came out of the oven after half an hour, just so crispy and, and golden and delicious. And I did think, hmm, I might have one of those now. I can't, it's half past six. <laughs> I need to have a bagel and coffee. Gatecrasher forever. That comparison of the Muppets booking the show on the fly, like WWE, is freaking awesome. Bravo. Alpha Wolf. My guess is Goldberg wins against Lashley and Saudi, laying him out for Biggie to cash in and win the WWE title in Saudi. Makes sense with the draft coming up. Keep up the good work. Ollie and Luke jam that jam. Do you know what, Alfwolf? That's not the worst idea <laughs> ever, actually. Because, like, if it is going to be a non-title match as well, you don't have to pin Gorg. And, like, Bobby can then come back and be, like, not talking about the loss to Goldberg, just talking about the loss to Big E. Pretty big, though. I don't know if I'd do that when you've got Survivor Series the next month. I think, no, I think that's the... Unless, of course, you think that Bobby versus Roman is a bigger match than Roman versus Big E. Mm. Beige. I don't know. I just don't like things happening on Saudi shows that affect canon. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Ten Ruzza, hey guys, hope you're good after a little bit of break this weekend. Did you catch any of the two NWA shows this weekend? Ric Flair was amazing, and thank you, Kong. Now I need to go to the PC or to the new NXT to train a lot more. Uh, I'm partway through uh, NWA 73, and I must say I'm loving the hell out of it. The presentation, the style of wrestling, wrestling the chase, Love it, love it, love it. From what I've seen so far, I recommend it. The Awesome Kong thing was so, so great. As like a as a TNA mm. fan of like particularly that era of TNA as well. It was a genuinely heartwarming moment. And you said the Tyrus stuff was the great. The Tyrus thing was hilarious. I, I can be Andrade, watch me go. Alpaca Nation 87. Pretty good raw with sweaty <clears> men <throat> slapping each other, just like Vince likes. Looking at what he doesn't like, I can see Cole making his debut at All Out in the tag title cage match, whether to help the Bucks or Lucha Bros can lead to a great story either way. I could see them doing a thing where it's like, not only is it a cage match, but the rest of the elite are banned from ringside. So that takes out Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows and Kenny and Callis. And that's where Adam Cole debuts to join the elite. 
and sort of rejoin his Bullet Club brethren. It's a cage match. Just climb onto the top of the cage oh, and punch one of them. Up. <laughs> no. <laughs> the reason it's a cage is so people can't interfere. Well, that's that's what's going to make you think. Think oh, of the heat, no. Davis. Look, think look, of look, the look, heat. Look, look. I don't care. <laughs> I, I like the way AEW book, and I want them to stick to basic principles. Like non-interference gimmicks having no interference. Well, I'm going to go Jim Cornette on you. <laughs> Retro Station 1989. Hey, Ollie, sent your CM Punk ice cream wrapper. Thanks to you, <laughs> Luke, and the Rest Talk team. Jam that jam. That'd be very cool on the set. It's going to be such a weird thing to get framed. Thank you, Retro Station. That's very much appreciated. Uh, Charles Burke said, Ollie, do you like Doctor Who? Because the dog is owned by, I'm assuming he's talking about the poor review. Um, uh, because this dog is owned by one of the masters. I'm not kidding. This is Frank, the most badass Jack Russell you'll ever meet. He is a major alpha who puts any size dog down. 11 out of 10. Nicknames Frank the Tank, Frankenstein JTJ. How, how? What, like, I guess one of the people who played the master in Doctor Who? Mm. Wow. So it's actually their dog apparently so because like, that's what charles does charles looks after yeah dogs and stuff yeah oh tell us who uh charles also adds this is going to be a sad one unfortunately last week benner the dog ollie remarked sat like a human had to be put down it's important to me that you all know that she was a perfect dog she brought everyone joy uh she brought joy to everyone she ever met her new rating is infinity out of ten yeah Mark Mayhew, Meltzer knows something that's way worse than having a really bad pretend shoot fight <laughs> moving to texas but why would you go to San Antonio? I get why you'd have a, a shoot fight on Raw with Nia Jax, but it's always so hot there. Why would anyone move to Texas? Um, he also said that his chat was about uh, jackass movies. Hopefully it doesn't get censored. It didn't. It was fine. And just know, yes, have you guys seen CM Punk's first match yet in heels? It's pretty good. And Luke, uh, have sent you a thank you. Have you have sent a thank you card to SRS for the blue chew he gave you? Uh, very good because I, I got my wife pregnant. So. Yeah. Um, I have not seen anything from Heels though. I don't. No. Is it airing here in the UK? It's on Stars. I don't really know. Uh, I think that's an Amazon channel you can get here. Oh, I think I did see it. it's on Amazon Prime. You've got to get the Stars yes. app in order to, to watch it yet. And I'm not that interested, so I probably won't do it. Email in from Dave, who says, Hey chaps, first congrats Luke on the big news. We'll make an amazing dad. Been away for a week's holiday and came back for to no SummerSlam review or no raw after SummerSlam my podcast feed. It's not an obviously played or either available. Where is the problem with the uh, was there a problem with these podcasts? We'll watch the YouTube reviews. If not, regards Dave Parker. PS just ordered the new Jam That Jam t-shirt. Nice. Love it. Excellent choice. So Dave, um, because a few people have messaged me about this. Um, on Thursday, before we released the AEW podcast, we hadn't even finished like fully recording it yet. Mm. And I started getting messages from people saying, you've loaded the wrong AEW podcast. And I was like, seems unlikely. I haven't actually edited it yet. Um, Acast, who provide our podcast platform, have just had a big refresh of their platform. They completely built it from the ground up. And what that meant was it pushed out some old episodes into the podcast feed as sort of new releases. This is how people get cancelled. Yeah. I'm scared that anyone, you know, like anything older than six months ago would have aged terribly. Well, thankfully, 
I, it was the Brody Lee tribute episode of Dynamite. Yeah. So it was quite a nice episode in a way, like a sad episode, obviously. It's but it's, it's also like, it's a weird one. To it's think. a weird if, one. If you, because the majority of people will not hear this ex, this explanation. And they'll just be like, why are they doing, are they trying to capitalize off Brody Lee? Mm. Eight months after? Uh, but regards to the SummerSlam review and the raw after SummerSlam review <coughs> is that they appear to have got stuck in the importing process. They haven't mm. quite fully made it back into the podcast feed. So they are there, but it's just like if you try and click on it, it just says unavailable. Yeah. Like it doesn't work. I'm speaking with Acast. They're trying to sort it out. But yeah, so for now, you go and watch it on YouTube if you are uh, desperate for that SummerSlam review. What a great review it was. Um, but yeah, there are, so we, there are some slight teething issues. Hey, I mean... We've been, we're late, not late to this. They were testing this out with much smaller podcasts. So my other podcast that I do about Games Master was like one of the first, because it doesn't get that many plays. Mm. They like rolled it out to us first so that all of the mistakes and all the teething issues could be ironed out on the smaller <laughs> podcast that no one listens to. So I could then feed back to them and be like, this bit doesn't work, this bit doesn't work, this bit's broken, uh, this doesn't quite work, this does this and this and this. But the demos for your other podcast are, are better than the overall viewership. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> who's the real winner? How did you feel about the rampage number this week? Yeah, it's, you can't. You, you don't know, do you? I was happy. What were you? Were you? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was borderline the same number they did the week one, which is which why good. I sort of assumed that it, it kind of would go down. So obviously, you're not going to get that punk number every week because. Punk isn't returning to wrestling every week. It's a good way to establish that habit, though, because first episode, big. Loads of promotion, big title change. Mm. Punk comes in the next week. Then you've got whatever last week was. The, the really good tag match. Then you've got the go-home show uh, for All Out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe the first Brian Danielson rampage. Who knows? That's five weeks of, of like really must-see Rampage TV, so I hope they do well. Unless, of course, it just gets a three-week push, and Tony's like, eh, I'm bored of that now. Trust in Tony. It just becomes dark again. Um, I got this email... Oh, you mean Elevation? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Dark again. <laughs> yeah, 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 dark again. Uh, I had this in from Andrew, who said, um, not sure I'm off on this, but does Luke have a sister living in Pittsburgh who designs furry costumes? <sighs> now... Do you think that this person looks like me? So I've seen this email and the picture, and at first I was like, that's... I don't think so. But then the more I looked at it, yes. Yeah, I had the same reaction, where I was like, that's what, your are face. You, what are you on about, Andrew? And then I looked at it again, I was like, here's the sort of face I would pull if I was mugging to the camera. But also just the, the position. I think it's the eyes mm. and the smile. Yeah. It's almost like she has made a furry costume of Luke Owen. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I did have an email that I wanted to read out from Harry, but we've sort of run out of time uh, a little bit, unfortunately. We may have to draw this to a close. Um, just briefly, though, because you teed it up on the Thursday AEW show. Um, in, in uh, I don't know, 60 seconds, how did it go? Oh, man. Uh, what? So this was uh, me meeting my long-lost uncle for the first time, my dad meeting his long-lost brother for the first time. Didn't know he existed until earlier this year. Never really knew any of his family. Uh, met him on Friday afternoon. Uh, it was very, very nice. He's, he seems lovely. Uh, it was everything you could have hoped for. Excellent. Uh, and I was, uh, like, we're all ordering drinks. And uh, there was a very 
very nice white wine called the Sancerre from the Sancerre region in France. I was like, oh, I'll have a glass of the Sancerre, please. Ooh. And he went over and he went, make that a bottle. <laughs> and I said, as a joke, thank you, Uncle Ian. <laughs> And that was the first time anyone had like ever addressed Oh, the really? And it was like this <laughs> two-second... <gasps> and then everyone started laughing, thankfully. So Phew. it's all good. Because it's weird for a 33-year-old man <laughs> that you've just met to call you uncle. All right, well, let's get out of here. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back on the um, AEW podcast on Thursday, but Tempest and Pete will be doing the NXT show tomorrow. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.